0: Despite the passing of so many years, the village looked almost exactly as he remembered it. The fields were still green, the market was still bustling, and the villagers still lived a simple and peaceful life. Welcome to Opportuno, episode 40. What are you chasing? This is the second in a series of of what I will simply call, conversations. Even though the story is fictitious, the conversations are written as a verisimilitude, meaning the characters, subjects, events, and details may not be true, but are intended to be similar to a real-life story. Now, on to the conversation, entitled, What Are You Chasing?,
1: Hi, Rio. This is Rosanna.
0: Hi, Rosanna. It is wonderful to hear from you. How are you?
1: Doing okay. I've just been thinking a lot lately. What about? How time seems to be passing so quickly, and I just want to be accomplishing something worthwhile, and make a difference for the better, not only in my life, but in the lives of others.
0: Been there, done that. Those are normal thoughts especially as we get older and realize that our time on this earth passes quickly.
1: For having had so many opportunities in life, I feel guilty for not being successful.
0: That all depends on how you measure success. In a capitalistic society, it's a common mistake for people to only measure success in the amount of money and possessions they have accumulated. To get your thinking and your life pointed in the right direction, let me ask you, what are you chasing?
1: What do you mean, what am I chasing?
0: Are you chasing fame, fortune and acquiring possessions? Or are you chasing things that money cannot buy, like true friends, family and meaningful relationships?
1: To be honest, I've been chasing money for a long time, but that has not worked out. And when I have been able to have some money for a short while, it did not make me happy, as I always wanted more money and more things.
0: I totally understand. I was once in that very same situation until one day I realized that what I was chasing would determine my destination and determine all my adventures along the way to that destination. At that point, I started to chase things that were not solely based on the accumulation of wealth and possessions, but chase things that would provide me knowledge and truth about the many wonderful things in the world and chase ideas and concepts that would not only benefit me, but benefit others along the journey of life, mapped out by simply beginning to chase things other than the accumulation of wealth.
1: I think I am beginning to understand what you are trying to show me. My values, whether real or perceived, that I strive to reach, will map out the journey of my life.
0: Yes. You've got it.
1: I can see now why what you focus and act on determines the course of your life's journey. If you focus only on accumulating wealth and possessions, you may acquire them, but miss out on enjoying important things in life. If you focus on gaining wisdom and knowledge, not only to help yourself, but also to help others, then you'll have true friends and wonderful family relationships.
0: Yes, it's sort of like having stepping stones set out before your path. You need to be careful which stepping stone you step on next, as each step will determine not only your destination, but the adventures you will have along the way to your destination. And you know, what I always remind you of is that the fun is in the journey. Following the best choices in life will map out the journey of your life in more meaning and beneficial ways than you could have ever thought possible. Even if you think you've made a bad step forward, if you are focusing on taking the right steps, not only for your benefit, but for the benefit of others, then life truly becomes a constant epic adventure.
1: Thank you, Rio. I'm feeling better already.
0: Believe it or not, I'm feeling better that you're feeling better. I want to tell you a story of someone that left his home village for over 50 years, leaving his village for a career and to make his way in the world. And, at the end of his career, thoughts of his home village, how the community all worked and lived together, came back to him. He remembered that one of the fondest memories he had— was preparing and cooking food in a wok and sharing meals with friends and family. To rekindle that love of wok cooking and sharing meals with family and friends, for the last twenty years, he cooked with a wok daily for friends and family and became what I consider the world's most renowned wok chef. He had those feelings of lost opportunity as what he was looking for all those years away from home he already had before leaving the village of his childhood having a community of friends and family, and wonderful meals and relationships centered around home cooking, using a wok. I heard this story entitled, Return to Childhood Village, on a podcast. I'll play this story right now, straight from the podcast. Okay, here's the story.
1: Return to Childhood Village Ming, a former professor and now an accomplished wok chef, took a flight from the United States to Shanghai, eager to embark on a journey back to his childhood village. The name Ming, spelled M-I-N-G in Chinese, means bright. The story of Ming and his return to his childhood village in China is a heartwarming one, steeped in tradition and rich in cultural significance. After a five-hour train ride from Shanghai, he reached a small town, where he then took a three-hour taxi ride to reach the outskirts of the village. Ming's childhood village is located in the countryside of Sichuan province, a region known for its spicy cuisine and love of chili peppers. The use of chili peppers and other bold flavors in Sichuan cooking is a reflection of the region's warm and hospitable people, who love to welcome guests with flavorful and delicious meals. Ming learned to cook with a wok from his grandmother, who was a talented home cook. He remembered her teachings and passed on her wisdom to his family he cooked for, and the many students, he taught how to cook with a wok. Cooking with a wok is a time-honoured tradition in China and requires skill and patience, but the results are always worth the effort. After a five-hour train ride from Shanghai, he reached a small town, where he then took a three-hour taxi ride to reach the outskirts of the village. As he walked the last four hours to reach his village, memories of his childhood flooded back to him. He remembered the lush green fields, the bustling market, and the simple and tranquil life that the villagers lived. He wondered how much the village had changed in the fifty years since he left. Finally, he reached his village, and the sight of it brought tears to his eyes. Despite the passing of so many years, the village looked almost exactly as he remembered it. The fields were still green, the market was still bustling, and the villagers still lived a simple and peaceful life. The village market that Ming remembered so fondly has been a hub of activity for centuries, providing the villagers with the ingredients they need to cook and eat. Ming took the time to visit the market and was struck by the vibrant colours, the aroma of spices and herbs, and the sound of vendors haggling over prices. He was also pleased to see that many of the vendors were still using traditional scales and measuring tools, preserving the authenticity of the market. The simple, tranquil and peaceful life that Ming remembered in the village was a reflection of the values that have been passed down from generation to generation in rural China. The villagers live in harmony with nature, work hard to provide for their families, and find joy in the small things in life. Rural village life in China 50 years ago was characterised by simplicity, hard work, and close-knit communities. The villagers lived off the land, growing their own crops and raising livestock for food. The local market was a bustling place where villagers would gather to buy and sell goods, including fresh produce and handmade crafts. In the local market, the most common foods that were sold included vegetables such as bok choy, eggplant, and Chinese cabbage, as well as fresh fish from the nearby rivers and streams. The villagers would also buy ingredients such as ginger, garlic, and chili peppers to add flavor to their dishes. Fruits like oranges, pears, and apples were also available in the market, although they were less common due to the colder climates in some areas. In the gardens, families grew a variety of crops, including rice, wheat, corn, and soybeans. They also grew vegetables such as beans, carrots, and radishes, and herbs like cilantro and scallions. Chickens and pigs were raised for meat, while ducks and geese were kept for their eggs. In addition to these staples, families would also plant their own fruit trees, such as persimmon, apricot, and peaches, which provided them with fresh fruit during the summer months. The villagers cooked using a traditional wok, which was made of carbon steel. The round shape and sloping sides of the wok allowed for quick and even heating, making it an essential tool in Chinese cooking. The villagers would use the wok for stir-frying, boiling, braising, and deep-frying, and would cook a variety of dishes, including stir-fried vegetables, soups, stews, and steamed fish. Eating was a communal affair in the village, with families gathering around the table to share meals and stories. The meals were simple and wholesome, and were made using the ingredients they had grown and raised themselves. The villagers would often cook using the traditional techniques they had learned from their ancestors, and these techniques had been passed down from generation to generation. Rural village life in China 50 years ago was centered around the land, family, and community. The local market provided the villagers with fresh ingredients, and the families grew their own crops and raised their own livestock for food. Cooking with a wak was an important part of daily life, and was a way for families to come together and share stories and laughter. Ming was overjoyed to see that the rural village of his childhood was just as he remembered it, having been preserved over the passing of time, retaining all the wonderful traits and characteristics, same as they were since he was last in his childhood village 50 years ago. Ming was greeted warmly by the villagers, who were surprised and thrilled to see him after so many years. He found a deserving family, with five children ranging from one year old to eleven years old, and presented them with his gift, a stainless steel wok. Fourteen inches in diameter, and a stainless steel wok spatula, sixteen inches in length. Over a Chinese stove fueled by wood, Ming cooked a meal for the family using local delicacies, including fish from the market and vegetables harvested from their fields. As they cooked and ate together, they shared stories and laughter, and Ming was struck by the family's kindness and generosity. The next day, Ming taught the family how to cook with the wok, and they were amazed at how much better their meals tasted. The family shared Ming's teachings with other villagers, and soon, many families in the village were cooking better with their woks than they ever thought was possible. Ming's dream to return to his village and give back to the community had inspired others to improve their lives. The simple act of cooking with a wok had brought families together and added health and happiness to their relationships. Ming realized that the simple life he remembered and loved was still alive and well in the village. He was happy to have followed his dream and was grateful for the experiences and memories he had gained along the way. Ming's journey showed that giving traveling, and living simply, can bring great joy and fulfillment, and that following your dreams can lead to incredible adventures and discoveries. The impact that Ming had on the village through his simple act of cooking with a wok was immense. He inspired others to improve their lives and showed them the importance of following their dreams. His journey serves as a reminder that traveling, giving, and living simply, can bring great joy and fulfillment. In conclusion, Ming's story is a testament to the beauty and richness of Chinese culture, the power of food to bring people together, and the importance of following your dreams and giving back to others. Thanks, Rio, so very much for sharing that story and for taking time to talk with me.
0: You're very welcome. I'm glad you enjoyed the story. Return to Childhood Village The author and motivational speaker, Agmandino said the following. Realize that true happiness lies within you. Waste no time and effort searching for peace and contentment and joy in the world outside. Remember that there is no happiness in having or in getting, but only in giving. Reach out. Share. Smile. Hug. Happiness is a perfume you cannot pour on others without getting a few drops on yourself. End of quote.
1: The only critic of my life— that I know of, has been myself, having regrets, for not accomplishing more, doing more, with all the opportunities, that life has afforded me.
0: Living a life with purpose and meaning, is a goal we should all strive for. Dr. Dilip, jest, of the University of California, in San Diego, said the following, Those with meaning in life are happier and healthier than those without it. End of quote. When you find a worthwhile purpose... That benefits not only yourself, but others, is when you feel you are part of a greater good. Once your motives are right for the actions you take in life, your accomplishments will be rewarding to you, giving you a sense of fulfillment. I have found that I receive the most joy when doing a good deed for others. I've found also that I seem to receive an extra measure of wisdom when accomplishing something for the right motives and reasons. For example, If there is a need to do something good that would benefit others, I seem to be able to accomplish that task doing a better job than if I were just accomplishing a task just for my own personal gain. Once you adopt a mindset that everyone on this planet all have needs, wants, and desires same as us, and you become a team player to help your fellow man, when and where you can, your goals based on motives to help others might not reap significant financial rewards but the rewards you do receive will be much more satisfying than simply accomplishing tasks just for monetary gain.
1: That's interesting. In the past, I've experienced that when I find a solution to a real need that people have, I've been able to profit off finding a solution for that need. And I did have a sense of joy seeing the solution I provided truly help people.
0: Henry John Kaiser, an American industrialist, considered the pioneer of modern shipbuilding in America, said the following, Find a need and fill it. End of quote. Even entrepreneurs making money by fulfilling genuine needs of people can not only be rewarded financially, but will be rewarded just knowing they are making a positive impact in the lives of people because of the products or services they are providing. We all need some resources to provide the basic necessities of life. And to have a job or business where it is improving the lives of others, directly or indirectly, will provide you a sense of accomplishment, more than just having a job or business for the sole purpose of making money.
1: That's great. As an entrepreneur, I am going to refocus my goals, thinking of that quote, find a need and fill it, in hopes I can make a difference for the better in the lives of others.
0: To find and offer real solutions, Sounds like the right approach, not only as an entrepreneur, but as a way to improve the lives of others. I want to share with you a prayer, entitled, The Serenity Prayer, by the theologian Reinhold Niebuhr, that reads as follows God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference, living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time. Accepting hardships as the pathway to peace. Taking, as He did, this sinful world. As it is, not as I would have it. Trusting that He will make all things right. If I surrender to His will. So that I may be reasonably happy in this life. And supremely happy with Him. Forever and ever in the next. Amen.
1: Thanks for reading the serenity prayer. I needed that.
0: No problem. I needed that also.
1: Do you have a desire to return to your home village?
0: I have had that desire to return to my home village, and someday I might have the opportunity for a return visit. My parents passed away many years ago, and my siblings have long since moved away from my home village. I now think of planet Earth as my home, and think of my home childhood village as a wonderful loving place. That gave me a great start in life to venture out into a larger village, planet Earth. To feel at home, regardless where you're located on Earth, allows you to enjoy the many wonderful people and the bountiful beautiful things in nature, regardless of where you happen to be living in the world. I realize at this point in life my parents tried their best to get me off to the right start in life, providing wisdom, training and skills I would need to leave home and make my way in this world. Much like parents of baby birds know it's best for their baby birds to fly from their nest, to live a life of their own, my parents not only nudged me from my metaphorical nest, but taught me how to fly solo, once leaving the nest. It was not until later in life until I fully comprehended how much my parents did love and care for me and instilled so much wisdom and knowledge in me they felt I needed to be on my own in life. From all their care, love and parenting, I once felt I had not only failed them, but failed myself, because life went by so quickly, and I questioned what I had accomplished, if anything, especially, having such a great send-off in life, by my loving, caring, parents. Then, I came to the realization that what my parents wanted most in life for me, was my happiness, contentment, and well-being, and to be at peace with God, myself and my fellow man and that I was never to measure my success by accumulation of money or possessions. I wish, as I'm sure many people do, that I could have realized, much earlier in my life, what things in life were worth pursuing. I'm older now, a little wiser perhaps, but still have much to learn, and many improvements to make, to keep me on the right course, following meaningful pursuits of life. A portion of the United States Constitution, written by Thomas Jefferson, reads as follows, We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. End of quote. Regardless of where you live, in the world, I believe, as Thomas Jefferson did, that these rights, expressed in the United States Constitution, are not rights given to us by any government or written document, but rights that should be afforded to every human being. These three life pursuits, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, will go a long way to charting the correct course for our life's journey. If we ever return to our childhood homeland, we may feel a mix of emotions. The serenity prayer reminds us to accept the things we cannot change and find the courage to change the things we can. We cannot change the fact that time has passed and that things are different now, but we can change our perspective and choose to find joy and gratitude in the present moment. The serenity prayer also teaches us to have the wisdom to know the difference between what we can and cannot change. We may not be able to change the fact that we cannot go back in time, but we can change the way we approach our memories and experiences. We can choose to focus on the positive, on the things that made our childhood special, and carry those with us as we move forward. Returning home can also be a lesson in humility, as the serenity prayer reminds us to accept the things we cannot change. We may have left our hometown with grand aspirations and big dreams, but coming back can remind us of our roots and the people who helped shape us into who we are today. It's a reminder to be grateful for the people and places that have played a part in the journey of life and to approach the future with a sense of humility and gratitude. Ultimately, The experience of returning home can be a lesson in living life to the fullest, as the serenity prayer encourages us to live one day at a time, enjoying the present moment and accepting life on its own terms. It's a reminder to appreciate the small things in life, to find joy in the present moment, and to cherish the memories and experiences that have made us who we are. In the case of Ming traveling back to the village where he grew up, his desire was to give and teach the gift of cooking to the people of the village where he grew up, and began doing that by giving a wok and spatula to a family in the village and teaching them how to best cook using a wok. Ming knew how home cooking can change the lives of family members and the community for the better and knowing that he had the desire to return to his childhood village to share his wok cooking skills. Even if we cannot go back home, let's all consider Planet Earth our home and make an effort to share our skills, possessions, help and talents with people all around us, everywhere we go, which will not only make this a better world for others, but will also make this a better world for us.
1: I find it interesting how cooking with a wok played such a vital role in the village where Ming was from.
0: If you only had to choose only one pan to cook with, choose a wok. With a wok you can stir-fry, Cook soups and stews, steam food by using a lid or bamboo steamer basket. You can even stir fry using water instead of oil, which in effect will steam your food. If you have an oven, you can bake bread in your wok by inserting your wok into the oven. If you have a desire to learn how to cook using a wok, check out the Wok with Talk YouTube channel, spelled W-O-K-W-I-T-H-T-A-K that has hundreds of videos teaching how to properly cook using a wok just search on wok with talk on youtube and you'll find the wok with talk youtube channel hosted by chef talk chum
1: thanks rio the wok with talk youtube channel sounds like a great way to learn how to cook with a wok i'll let you go thanks again for your time i'm going to chart my life's course on a new route thinking on things like those mentioned in the bible in the book of Philippians, chapter 4, verse 8, that reads as follows. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. End of quote.
0: Thanks, Rosanna, for your phone call. After a while, Crocodile,
1: See you later, Alligator.
0: That's all for now. Thanks for listening. Please visit our website, opportuno.org.
1: Thank you.